0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jake, Sam, Mason, for approximately 14 years, you guys have been preparing for this special day. You've grown up so that those who once held you are as tall or getting as close to as tall as where you are today as you just have matured naturally. You filled in the details of your faith received at baptism as you learn what else your God and the Bible has says for you as you come to Sunday school in our catechism class and in instruction at home. You've prepared an essay that you'll later read as you profess your beliefs as we teach here at Grace, and you are probably better dressed today than most Sunday mornings. <laughs> and we celebrate with friends and family And all of Grace's members and guests. You have been preparing for this day for a while, and I know that you are set for what will be coming later today. But let me ask you this Do you have any troubles on your heart right now? Maybe you're a little troubled by standing in front of everybody. That's totally normal. In fact, that is entirely okay as everybody gets nervous before big events and especially before a number of people, even if you know them all. Maybe you're a little troubled, you're curious about what the next stage of your walk with Christ will look as a communicant member of grace and participant in our high school youth group in the Lifeliners. Or, Or maybe you're troubled by the vows that you'll soon make especially the one about remaining faithful to your Lord Jesus all the days of your life, you and I both expect that you will have many, many years ahead of you. Who knows what challenges will come that will make that vow especially difficult to keep. When you have troubles, whether it's this or anything else, I encourage you to look to the Word of God to find his comfort, to find his promises, and to find his blessings that can help ease our troubles, either take them away entirely or minimize them to a great deal, just as we see Jesus do in John chapter 14. For he was there in the upper room where he calmed his disciples' troubled hearts with his wondrous words and his command to believe in him. You see, Jesus had given this command to his disciples because he realized how concerned they were. He had told them about some rather upsetting things. About Judas's upcoming betrayal and Peter's denial. And they were extremely concerned about what was going to happen and where Jesus was going that they could not follow him. And so he tells them the best words of all to calm their troubled hearts. Not with specific instances to take care of just those two things and then leave them hanging for everything else. No, he gives the truth of who he is. as the way, the truth, and the life. And by knowing who Jesus is in full measure, then we see who God the Father is as he's shown to us by his own Son. To assure our hearts that we go with our Savior and we go with our God. Because we believe in Jesus. We hear Jesus identify himself as his way, truth, and life in answer to the question that Thomas gave to him about the correct way to heaven. And as the way, Jesus says there's only one path to heaven, which is through faith in Jesus as your Savior. If anyone else is on a different path, well, it'd either be a dead end or lead them somewhere else far different than heaven itself. As the truth, Jesus is completely trustworthy because what he says is the truth and nothing but the truth. Far better than any courtroom witness who's extremely anxious to tell the truth because they can still commit perjury on accident. But Jesus, he knows all things. And what he says is what actually has happened or what he is going to do. As the life, we see Jesus show that there is indeed life after death, and it is filled with heavenly bliss. As Christ enjoys it now, so will every Christian who falls asleep in the name of the Lord. Now this idea of Jesus being our way, the truth, and the life, I know this is nothing new for you three who are being confirmed. But what will be new is the struggles you'll face to remain in this belief in the coming years and the troubles that come on your heart because of those struggles. There's an idea that says there are many paths to heaven, though different, they all eventually lead to the same place. You'll hear this in secular education, in other religions, and even within some erring Christian churches. And this goes clearly against what Jesus had just said, how he is the only path to heaven. You have to say that Jesus is the only path? That's not going to be so easy. No one likes to be shown that they're mistaken or wrong. And to hold to that, well, that can get you some blowback. When you come across a friend, a loved one, or a respected figure who needs to hear the word of warning on the wrong path they are, What trouble might there be in your heart as you show them the way and the only way to heaven? As the truth, Jesus is trustworthy, but not everybody takes him at his word. Maybe you've done that already. As you question if what Jesus says is the truth, just as you naturally mature and question everything that people say, you certainly will hear reputable sources who say many true things, say something that's different than what God has said in his word. When the conflict comes between who to trust in, what trouble will there be as you listen to the truth or a truth? As the life, we know what Jesus says will be ours when our life here on earth is done of heaven and is bliss for all time. And yet so often popular culture, movies and shows, when they depict teenagers, it's not impatient waiting for the eternal life. It's living life to the fullest in all the bad ways. Indulging the sinful flesh, promoting a me-first mentality, using newfound freedom in ways that you would dare never tell your parents or your pastors. Let's be honest, our old Adam, it loves to roll around the muck and mun of sin when that allure of sinful living entices you? Will you give up the constant vigilance and the patient endurance for the life that Jesus says is yours? Or will you relapse to who you were before Christ? Whether we're looking to be confirmed or us who are many years after confirmation, we know how we can't avoid the struggles that come to remain a child of God. And the troubles that come, same thing, they're, they're going to come. But what we can do as children of our Lord who know who Jesus is, we can put those troubles and either get them away, of, get rid of them completely, or we can severely minimize them to a great extent. And it comes in knowing who Jesus is and believing him as the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus alone is the way, the only path to heaven, because he alone has done what is needed to be our Savior. Dying on the cross for our sins, rising from the grave to do everything to pay the price that we ourselves could not pay or anyone else. No one else has done these things. No one else can be our Savior, and no other path has our Jesus, his promise of forgiveness or destination of heaven. You need never be ashamed or afraid to stand on what the Bible says of Jesus, the way. As the truth, we know that we can take Jesus at his word in everything he says. Just look at what he said he would do three days after dying on the cross. That he would rise from the dead. And what did he do on Easter Sunday? Well, just what he said. If he can do that, he can do anything. And so he will do whatever he has promised you just as he said, because he can be taken at his word. And when other people say contrary, will we know who to listen to, who to trust in? The one who will never fail us. And that life that Jesus now has, that's the life that every Christian will have. Why would we jeopardize that life? Why would we place ourselves in harm's danger just to sow our wild oats? Rather, let's be patient. Patient to enjoy the much better blessings that heaven surely will be without the troubles that come from living a life apart from God. It's by believing in Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life that we take those troubles of our heart away because we know who our Savior is and what he does for us, and we know how certain that is. It's by believing in Jesus we see another way hell's troubles are put aside because we see who God the Father is as our as his son shows him to us. Jesus is a good person to show us who exactly God the Father is because he's his son and he knows him very, very well. In fact, they are united in a way that it defies comprehension as we learn in the teaching of the Trinity. We learn how Jesus is a good source to show us who the Father is in Colossians chapter 2. For all the fullness of God's being dwells bodily in Christ. And Jesus says in our closing verse in another way, Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. As the Son of God, Jesus is true God. And through him we see a perfect reflection of who our Father in heaven is, God the Father himself. And in some ways, I've been able to see how this is true. Having you guys in class these past few years and who your parents are, where I get a a decent idea of who your parents are. Part of it is just mannerisms, figures of speech, the stories that you share, because, well, if you're with somebody for a while, you're going to act like them. To a certain extent, you also have... Personality traits that are from your parents that also show who your parents are. But it's not a perfect reflection, I grant it. But in Jesus, we see exactly who God the Father is. The Father who is powerful, as evidenced with Jesus' miraculous works. The Father who is wise as heard through Jesus' insightful words. The Father who is nearby, because he is in Jesus, and Jesus is in him, and who is by our side and with us all the time. The Father who is extraordinary, whose home is in heaven itself. Our Father who is loving, because that's why he sent Jesus, so he could be our Savior and to take us to be with him in heaven. This is how Jesus shows the Father to be. Powerful, wise, loving, nearby, extraordinary, and just simply wondrous. But is that how we see our Father in heaven? Is that how you will see him in the days and years following confirmation? Or will you have needless troubles because you don't see your Father for who he truly is? Perhaps we see just Jesus and we lose sight of the Father who is with His Son at all times. The Father becomes that cold, distant, dark figure in fractured families, whereas Jesus, He's that brother who's by our side, but not not the Father. Or maybe when the day to day problems of teenage life just overwhelm you, you wonder where is God? He's taking care of the big eternal problems. I have my home waiting for me in heaven, but what about the day-to-day things that I need right now? Doesn't he care about the small things too? Or when you complain about living under your parents' roof or having to share a room, you may wonder, why is God making me wait till heaven to finally have a place prepared just for me? Couldn't he give me just a little taste of what it will be? It's easy to lose sight of our Father when we don't look through Jesus. But when we see Him as Jesus shows, then we know exactly who our Father is. What a comfort that is to take care of those troubles that come upon our hearts. See, Jesus and the Father are united. So that wherever he is, the other one is as well. Our Father is not some cold, distant, dark figure that's off in the distance. Oh no, he's with us every single day, just as Jesus himself is. Our Father, yes, he's taking care of the big problems. But he also cares about the little problems. Who is with you every day and giving you his all-sufficient grace so you can get through to another day of his grace. And while we may complain about our living standards or wish we had something far, far better, (laughs) let's be honest. Our God has blessed us far more than we could ever earn or deserve. And what is to be ours, that promise of the heavenly mansion in heaven, God, he doesn't dangle in front of us to tease us or to tantalize us, oh no. He gives it to whet our appetite of what even more he will give us when we finally reach that life itself. This is how the Father is presented to us. This is how we see who who he is as Jesus shows him to us. Our Father who is kind, loving, powerful, wise, nearby, extraordinary, and just simply wondrous. And once you get confirmed, that's not going to change. His blessings and presence will be with you for the years to follow through that faith in Christ. Until you get to see the Father himself with your own eyes. It can eternally check in into that mansion that He has prepared for you from long ago. For about 14 years, you guys have been preparing for this day. Have you grown in wisdom, stature, and favor before the Lord? I know that you are prepared, and I know your friends and family know it too. But still, there can be some troubles on your heart for what is to happen today or soon after or what to remain a child of God throughout your entire life. But whenever those troubles come upon you, go back to God's word. For that's how the troubles get calmed and stilled. We hear how Jesus did that in John chapter 14 with two eternal truths that we believe in Jesus for who he is and as we see the Father to be. Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, the only path to heaven who is completely trustworthy and who certainly shows us that there is heavenly bliss waiting for us as his children. And through Jesus, we see who our Father is by our side with his grace and blessings and never too busy for us. As we hold to that belief, we then keep those troubles far from our heart Because we know who our Savior is, when others may say otherwise. We know what is ours because of what he has done for us. And it's not just the Savior, but also his Father who is right there with him to be called our Father as well. And wow, how wonderful it is. And when those troubles come, we know who to go to for help, to either get rid of those troubles or to minimize them to a much, much smaller extent very likely you're going to be a little nervous when you come up here in front of everybody, even though you've practiced and I know that you guys have it all set and you're good to go. That's okay. But you don't need to be nervous about the one that you are confessing your faith in. That's Jesus, your Savior. Your way, your truth, your life, through whom you see who the Father is, and he will never leave you or forsake you. And I pray that you may remain in this faith just as strong as you will profess today and give your vows as well so you may see the heavenly mansion prepared for you by your Father and your Savior, God himself. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.